Australia. I just want to say good morning to all those who are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to give us a text, you can call us at 0491064669. This morning, it's just me in the studio. Uh, so Monica is on her way here. I believe she is uh, driving, hopefully within the speed limit. We're not 100% sure on that. Uh, if you're listening, Monica, please take your time. Don't get in trouble. As someone who has been uh, on the wrong side of the speeding end in their life, I have reformed my ways. And now I drive with ways. And I <laughs> drive very slowly uh, everywhere I go within the speed limit because uh, I have learned my lesson and I have been reformed. Thank you to the Australian government for changing my ways. Uh, I do want to say, what am I grateful for today? I'm actually grateful for ice baths and saunas. So yesterday I went to this place called the Engine Room down in Morissette where they have like a gym, they've got a sauna, they've got an ice bath, and I'm preparing for my trip to Finland, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we are going to go to Finland. Uh, I'm going at the very end of the month for for Faith FM, and we are going to be broadcasting live from Finland doing interviews with a bunch of people who are doing the mission trips, and I am preparing for this trip by doing the sauna, as I call it in Finland, not just sauna, but sauna and ice baths because apparently – it's very cold in Finland right now. I think it's actually like negative 12 degrees Celsius, which is in Fahrenheit, uh, that translates to very cold. That's what it is. So if you're, if you're ever like, what's negative 12 in Celsius compared to Fahrenheit? If you go to Fahrenheit, it just kind of says very cold. So that's what I've been doing, going to the sauna, going to the ice bath. I spent 10 minutes in an ice plunge yesterday, and I was very, very chilly. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Today, because Monica is not here, I'm going to be sharing a whole bunch of wild things that are happening. One of them is Australia preparing for a tea party of their own in Canberra after Harry and Meghan's Netflix special, and also Greta Thunberg arrested in Germany? Wild stuff. This is Ken Blount for This Child.
You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and eventually Monica. She's just around the corner. We just got a little update. Uh, so I'm going to do my news section first. And she's going to come in with some good news on the second round. So a lot of crazy things are happening. First, I just want to say, uh, is Australia going to become a republic? When we look at... Uh, the news lately, and we look at uh, Harry and Meghan, they are just bombarding the media right now with a whole bunch of different um, Netflix specials, news, books, tabloids, specials, everything is going on. And this has actually kind of ramped up the chair of the Australian Republic movement uh, to say it's time for Australia to actually be a republic no longer simply part of the British monarchy. So the support for this has actually gone up quite a bit. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have long engaged uh, this media campaign uh, since stepping aside from royal duties in 2020. So it's been a few years now, almost three, uh, with the couple's recent Netflix series and Harry's uh, memoir generating countless headlines about the royal family. And according to... The Australian Republic movement, or the Republican movement, uh, former Socceroo Craig Foster. So this guy is the chair. So Craig Foster, he says that the farcical carry on the British with the British monarchy is helping Australians reflect on who we actually are. With many now supporting a republic instead of continuing to be part of the monarchy. So I want to know what you think. Text us at oh four nine one oh six four six six nine, and I want to hear what you actually think we should do. Should we be a republic or should we be a, a part of the British monarchy? I'm just going to ask here, Hickey, can you hand me one of the quiz uh, clues? I want to read some of the clues for our listeners as well too here. Just the top, the top one right there. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. Ooh, okay, here we go. What creature... Am I? So we're going to do our quiz. I've got a little clue here. This is a very interesting creature. Ooh. Ooh. This is actually multiple creatures. Okay, here we go. This clue is worth 500 points. If you get it right, you send in the number, 500 points, and you can actually get put into the drawing to win our book about, no, vegans don't just eat carrots. Uh, it's a little book that is all plant-based and we're ready to go. So here is the clue. It says, Daniel had a vision of four great beasts. The second beast looked like this creature with three ribs in its mouth. Ooh, okay. What creature am I? Daniel had a vision of four beasts. The second beast looked like this creature with three ribs in its mouth. What creature am I? Speaking of what creature am I? <laughs> Monica's here. A new creature has arrived. <clears throat> I can't believe has. you guys started without me. No, I know. Kidding. Seriously, <laughs> what were we thinking? Sorry, everyone. I was having technical difficulties of a personal nature at home, but I'm here now. You are here with us. Well, and I was listening to the show, and I just, I don't know. To be honest, like, what does Meghan Markle and, and Harry have to really do with like Australia becoming a republic? I think if we get rid of one clown, a bunch of clowns, we're just going to usher in another bunch of clowns. But we would be Republican clowns. <laughs> Is it really any and that that's different? the difference. <laughs> uh, the former soccer rule and World Cup commentator said the discussion around the proposed idea... Uh, to become a republic, this is what his thoughts are. We're having these broader conversations about Australian nationhood, about our multicultural nature, and of course, the British monarchy predated uh, contemporary multicultural Australia, the vast majority to which the monarchy means absolutely nothing. nothing. It's, a, it's a point. The monarchy is just tourism, in my opinion. Okay. And, and like in the, it's more in the gossip sector than anything else. It sells magazines and trinkets. He says the next phase, if you like, the final, and I think the natural consequence of any nation growing up is to be both reconciled and fully independent. And the Albanese government has committed to holding a referendum on the republic in a second term of government should it be reelected. So that's interesting. So the Albanese government is actually saying, hey, you guys reelect me. We're going to go again 
<laughs> Our producer is giving us a queen bobblehead. <laughs> producer Enrique is putting the queen up onto face. the face right there. Good, that's a good memory. It was last year she passed away, actually. Yeah, it's sad. So sorry, Albanese re- reckons he's going to go for for the republic. Well, he's saying we're going to put it to a vote, a referendum. Uh, yeah, do you reckon it'll happen? If it ever was going to happen, I do think it will. I think because when she, when the queen passed away, mm. I think there was a lot of people who were like holding out, and then the new guy, actually, what's his name? Charles. Prince, yeah, Charles, King Charles. So mm. I was thinking Prince Charles, but no, he's king now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, eh. Because they love Princess Diana. Yeah. And they're like, this, there's always going to be You did that dirty. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, you know what? We're out. Mm-hmm. We loved. If, if we loved your mom. Loved, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. Well, love the mom loved and love Diana. Yeah. But not a lot of love for King Chuck. Love the princess. Uh, King Charles. Princess. So I just think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I want to know what our listeners actually think. Texas at 0491 064 669. Do you want it to happen? Uh, I, I, yeah. You do? I think so. Because I think, I I think it's the natural progression of like, I actually agree with this because it's a natural progression of a healthy society, like, or a healthy nation to just come to a place where you're like, Hey, we're actually Australian full stop. We're Mm -hmm. Australian, mate. Mm -hmm. Like we're not part of the empire. We're not part of the anything else other than just Australians. So, you know, I don't know. I don't really care. It's not like it matters. Like, it, not like it actually plays out in any actual real way. Yeah, that's why I don't want it to way. happen because I just think if we end up going down that route, it's literally just going to create more arguments and discord in Australia as we all try and figure it out and navigate Here, this it. This is what will happen. Fight over the flag design and have arguments about what we're going to call ourselves and our new national anthem. It's just going to be a whole pile of stuff to war <laughs> over amongst ourselves and i'm just like what's the point even there's not even any point to it just stay the way you are i like change yeah me too but i'm gonna i'm going for the change if, if it happens i just don't see any I'm benefits from this change doesn't matter the, the flag might be prettier Ooh, i didn't even think about that we get a new flag yeah we've got the we've got the union jack in our corner i, am, I just realized that yeah it might we might end up with a prettier flag do you think new zealand would go rogue as well I kind of feel like they all want to go rogue because didn't Scotland have the little moment some years ago where they were like, we're going to leave, and then they didn't, and the, the Queen reportedly purred. Scotland, we're going to leave. We're not going to be a part of this any longer. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely done with it. Uh, you know what's actually kind of weird as well, too? Greta Thunberg getting arrested in Germany. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. You're just so smart. Uh, the climate campaigner Greta Thunberg was arrested alongside other activists while protesting at a German coal mine overnight. Thunberg and other campaigners were protesting against the demolition of the German village. Uh, how do you say that? Lutzrath. That'll work. But you're German. Yeah. Lutzrath? That sounds good. Okay. To make way for a coal mine. She was detained after sitting near the edge of the Garsweiler 2 mine. I mean, I'm really messing these names up. I'm sorry. Which is about eight kilometers away from the village. Greta Thunberg was part of a group of activists who rushed towards the ledge. However, she was then stopped and carried by... <laughs> the picture is so cool. She looks like a little baby. Oh, well... <laughs> Carted away she, by like SWAT police. Like the SWAT team is literally, <laughs> and she's smiling. Like, she's like, uh, look, getting, like look she's at getting her a smile. free ride. Look at her smile. She's like, hey. <laughs> she's like this she's little a, tiny person. Like she's about to go on a slide. Yeah. And they're like lifting her up onto the slide and she's about to have fun. Um, and it's, <laughs> she was then stopped and carried away by the group out. <laughs> so she would not be in immediate danger to establish the area. I wonder if this is the first time Greta's been arrested. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just for nothing, though, really, because the German police say the group of protesters, including Thunberg, will be released later in the day. Of course. They are. Later in the day. You're not going to make him spend the night. Yeah, make him spend the night. <laughs> Come on. Well, she's a, well, no, she's not a kid anymore, is she? She's like, no. Yeah, she's now officially an adult. I think she's an adult. Like well, 19? maybe she's 17. I don't know. No, I, I think she's like 19. Okay. Well, anyway, make her stay for at least a night. Come on. <laughs> You're horrid. No. I think she should be given leniency based on the fact that she assisted in the arrest of Andrew Tate. 
unwitting. Yeah, but that was that was a whole silly thing. Please don't tell me you're a supporter of Andrew Tate. No, I'm not, but I'm not as supportive of Greta either. Neither one of them. Don't like either one of (laughs) them. Arrest them both. Well, they are both arrested (laughs) now. They're both arrested. Well, no, they've both been released. They're not sharing. He was released. Oh, he's totally released. Released the same day. Oh, same thing. This is Kimmy Ogindi here to stay right here on Faith FM, where we're going to stay for you. to stay by Kimmy Ogendi right here on Faith FM. Beautiful song. It was. Really I love the, the words are very, very mm, powerful, yeah, actually. gorgeous. Very, very good. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Do you want to read our next quiz question? Actually, before you do, I just want to shout out a couple things here. Yeah, before, I, before we do that, I also want to shout out a couple things. Okay, before we do that, I want to say shout out to Campbelltown, New South Wales. Hi, Campbelltown. 88.0. Thank you for listening. If you're listening, Texas at 0491-064-669. A little shout out from Campbelltown. And then also, this one. Whew, here's another one that we're going to struggle with. Woo-Rulin. Wu Ru Lin. <laughs> Sounds like it's somewhere in China. Yeah. Oh, well, it it's W O O R O O L I N. Wu Ru Lin. Wu Ru Lin. Wu Ru Lin. Wu Ru Lin. Queensland 88.0. Get out of those guys. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Wu Ru Lin. Uh, I definitely said that the wrong way. I also apologize if I've offended anyone of Asian ethnicity. That was not my intention. I just was reading the words of that place in Queensland. But shout out, 88.0 listening. Give us a text, 0491-064-669. 
Thank and you. I want to do a personal shout out to Denise from Port Macquarie, who Whoa. came by the RTM op shop and visited me yesterday, which was very lovely. It was really exciting to meet a listener. So yeah, come by anytime if you're in the area. She was driving from, um, I think Sydney up to, uh, back up home to Port Mac. And, uh, and the Roman Terrace Mission op shop is on the way. So if anyone's in that area, come by. It's a great place. <laughs> it's kind of, actually, I will say the RTM op shop is definitely like, it's a happening spot. It is. And it's right on the way. If you're driving up to Brisbane from mm-hmm. Sydney, mm-hmm. Or you're driving down from Brisbane yeah. to Sydney, it's, you gotta stop. It's a great place it's to stop. It's a great place over. to stop. A hundred percent good place to stop. Get yourself some nice clothing. And uh, I will be managing it this year and, uh, got some things up my sleeves planned. So come and check out the things that I'm switching around. It's going to be exciting. I heard you switched around all the, the stuff there in the, in the shop. I literally flipped the shop on Monday with the help of Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia. But wow. we literally, like mirror image, flipped the sides. It was a lot of hard work. <laughs> Getting wild, wild yeah, stuff yeah, happening yeah. there. Yeah, very much so. Another clue for our quiz, this What Creature Am I quiz, quiz uh, clue number two. Isaiah says the day will come when the wolf will live with the lamb and the cow will feed with this creature. So a wolf with a lamb and a cow with this. So sort of like a mismatch kind of pair in in today's earthly reality. But one day Isaiah prophesied that they're going to get along. They're going to hang out and have Tea together. So, okay. Yeah. Give us a call, 0491 if you know what creature that is. I was just kind of thinking, so if the lion and the lamb, so it's going to be like a lion with lamb chops, but no. <laughs> no, no, no. Lamb. They're like friends. They're mates. They're hanging out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And this one's going to be a cow, so a steak with <laughs> this other animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not a steak. Cause not a ste- not in there, steak form. They're all vegans. That's, that's that's exactly right. No one's eating animals or being eaten as an animal. By animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've got some really interesting news for you. And I, as a kid, I always wondered whether or not the planet would go this way, and it seems we certainly have. So with the increase of technology, we've increased our capacity to fix human um, issues, so to speak. So at the moment, they are working on a discrete set of, get this, wearable muscles that restore mobility in those who have trouble moving their arms. What? Wearable muscles. So uh, I want to wear some. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Is it should, up for grabs? I think you just need to work yours out. Oh. <laughs> So a pioneering set of wearable muscles with a profile similar to a shoulder sling, so it looks like a shoulder sling, could increase mobility and strength in the arms of people who have lost it. Have you ever met someone who's um, lost their um, arm muscles, like the ability to move their arms well? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 same. Um, As algorithmic intelligence advances, more and more engineers are attempting to design different prosthetics to replace lost mobility, but many are large, bulky, complicated, or extremely expensive. Enter Michael Hagman. So this guy actually has a rare form of muscular dystrophy called Bethlehemiopathy. Um, but he, his actual personal muscular output was increased by 61% thanks to what they're calling like an exotendon, and it's called a myo shirt. So it's like you put it on like a myo shirt, okay. um, which l- it actually learns of movements that uh, this guy Michael wants to make before raising and lowering a cable similar to a human tendon in order to apply uh, like medical advantage to his actions. So it's smart and then it assists kind of a thing. So, uh, although hospital, he says, although hospitals have numerous good therapy devices, they're often very expensive and unwieldy. Um, uh, this is coming from, oh, sorry, this is coming from Marie Garakis, who's a former doctoral student at the Swiss Federal Institute for Technology's Sensory Motor Labs in Zurich. Have you been to Zurich? I have. Beautiful. Very expensive Switzerland. Place. It's the probably the most expensive place I've been to, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to the exchange bureau and handing over all my notes and getting back small change. I remember almost spending $50 on a sandwich. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> this isn't even that good. And if that's how expensive their sandwiches are, you can imagine how expensive their, their exo muscles. Is. Oh, <laughs> no. exo muscles. Sorry. Their exo muscles. <laughs> Sorry. 
going um, in a different direction. Uh, so Marie says there are a few technical aids that patients can use directly in their everyday lives and draw on for assistance in performing exercises at home, and we want to close this gap. So the Myo shirt is a soft, wearable exo muscle for the arms and shoulders, kind of like a vest with cuffs for the upper arms, um, accompanied by a small box containing all the technology that is not used directly on the body. So the smart algorithms detect the user's movements and the assistance remains always in tune with them. The mechanical movements can be tailored to their individual preference and the user is always in control and can override the device at any time, which is great. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The <laughs> whole really time you're reading this, I'm just like, what if my shirt just goes crazy and my arms just like people. flopping around and... <laughs> That was a scary thing when I like number one thing I'm just thinking about like just slapping the machines taking you know, over just, and you're suddenly myself I'm slapping other soup people across the room yeah like, yeah no do you like tomato soup <laughs> it's all on the wall I uh, I do like it <laughs> well, it doesn't look like it <laughs> yeah no so this this has an o- a safety override feature so we're very happy about that it looks really cool like it looks. Um, when it's all hooked up, it looks like something out of a movie, but obviously, like, they're, they're putting it on display. So if you wore it underneath your clothes, it would really not be that noticeable. So this is really exciting, really exciting advances. And I'm so happy that there are people out there who are using their God-given intelligence and talents and skills to help out other people. I love it. Uh, another piece of good news. This is amazing. So I bet you have a question that I always have as well. How successful has the Endangered Species Act been in the five decades of protection? So the Endangered Species Act has been around for five decades, now 50 years. Uh, has it actually been that good at protecting and restoring species? I did see this article. Species? Because we often hear, oh, this is going extinct, that is going extinct, this is like, you know, almost gone, this has gone. And so there's really a really good news about whether or not anything we've done has worked. Um, so it's 1973 was when they introduced the ESA, Endangered Species Act, um, which was protecting uh, hundreds of wildlife species and promoting the recovery of several thousand. Um, and guess what? So many species have been successfully recovered and removed from the list of threatened and endangered species. In America alone, they've, they've managed to save American alligators, gray wolves. Gators. Gators, gray wolves. I knew the wolves. Bald eagles. Peregrine falcons, Love which those. is the fastest animal on earth. Humpback whales. Um, you know, save the whales. Well, we did. Um, so that's actually really excellent wow. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So according to the Center of Biological Diversity, which is a non-for-profit with a simple mission of saving life on earth, they've actually protected more than 1,600 species uh, and prevented the extinction, extinction of 99% of the species listed under 99%. That's and I think this is what this is what humans can achieve if they just you know like do you know what decide to use their powers for good. Preventing extinction is a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that actually is a very very good thing. Yeah, so the, they reckon without the ESA, at least two hundred and twenty seven species would likely have gone extinct by now, um, and in addition, one hundred and ten species um, would have been uh, going extinct in the next two years. So that's a, that's a lot of species we were just wiping out. A lot of a lot of creatures that God created that we would have just. I think I've seen on. all those animals actually in the wild. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, which ones were there? I've seen wolves for sure. This is just an American list. Gators, seen yeah. gators, w- gray wolves, bald eagles, wolves. peregrine falcons, humpback whales. Yeah, I've seen all yeah, of those. Incredible. Yeah, it's really great news. And like Thank one of you. the best ones is giant pandas. Like they're all over the internet well, now. They're like so famous cute. now. This is Noema Moore worth. Talking about worth, these animals are worth a lot as well, too. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much. You're listening to Faith FM. Words never seem past their toxic 
Listening to Faith FM, the Breakfast Show with Blake and Monica. Woo. I got to say that for the first time, and I love it. It's really, really good. We are going through our quiz, but before we do, I want to read a text from Janelle that I thought was a very interesting text, and I kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm actually kind of on the fence with it. She says, oh. "I don't think King Charles is at all trustworthy. However, mm. it seems quote safer to stay under the monarchy, which upholds common law, whereas under a republic." Anything goes. That is a really good point. I don't know. We did not think about that. I didn't think about that. I don't know. But under a republic, we could write all new laws. Yeah, but in 2023, is that a good idea anymore? Let's definitely stay with the monarchy. Yeah, let's stay with the <laughs> I've changed my. I've changed my approach. Yes. <laughs> wow, that actually frightened me a yeah, lot. That, that is very scary. Writing a constitution right now? Whoa. Okay. I feel like that would really... What up, King Charles? Yeah, that would really... Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> would be dude? like ushering in My the dude. final moments of Earth's history yeah. very quickly. Wow, 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 wow. That's, I didn't think about that. Well, there's so many messed up ideologies at the moment. Yes. Yeah, and they would all want a piece of that of that lawmaking wow. pie. Wow, okay. Yeah, actually, that would probably be the biggest argument we'd all be having. That That's actually yeah. pretty wild. That's a really that great point. Okay, so give us a quiz. Okay, another clue for our What Creature Am I quiz. Amos says the day of the Lord will be like a man who fled a lion only to meet up with this creature. So you run away from a lion and then you meet this guy. If you had to meet one of uh, either one of them, which one would you want to meet? The answer or the lion? (sighs) Neither one. Neither one. (laughs) They're both rough. I've seen both of them get rough. Yeah. I don't know. I want to go with the lion because lion, especially if it's a male lion, they're pretty lazy. And I'd want to hope that he'd been fed recently. They're pretty mean too because cats will just play with their prey. Yeah, but cats will also just play and like not care. Whereas I feel like the answer, I feel like there's more chance that you're going to get yeah, I've messed yeah, up. I have some history with those. so Okay. Okay. Scary stuff. Got to be honest. Anyway, what's not scary? Well, actually, what's scary is how long it's taken us to introduce our interview guest. It's but Jennifer she's not Skews. scary. She's, she's not, not scary, scary at all. <laughs> Jennifer Skews online with us right here in Faith FM. Jennifer, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well this morning. Thank you. I heard that we are going to talk about some sleep issues. We are. Last year, before we finished, I started looking at what things that switch the brain on and off, what affects our brain function, which affects everything, obviously. And I think one of the prime ones that I keep coming up against with clients is insomnia, not being able to sleep or not getting a good night's sleep. I'm so, so glad we're talking about this today because I think Blake and I have had a, had a touch of the insomnia. <laughs> well, I just was actually thinking, is this some sort of personal attack? <laughs> Or no, I, I need this, Blake. I honestly, What's happening here? I feel like I haven't slept well in about three months um, since my little home burnt down. And not because, like, of any sort of, like, mental reaction to it, but just because, like, I feel, Jennifer, I feel like I've become so precious in my old age. I want my pillow. I want my specific sheets. I need my mattress. I need the temperature. And not having it, like, I've been sleeping on so many different couches and spare beds and stuff, and I just feel like I, have, I haven't been well-rested for a long long time which is worrying me because i know that sleep is like the gateway to mental health issues so i'm super glad we're doing this segment today right well let's get into it so i was going to ask what's it like not to get a good night's sleep but you've already told me that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's stressful jennifer it sounds a lot like this <laughs> yeah, you're listening to it <laughs> this is what that sounds like you're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, I know. I have had times where I had long bouts of insomnia, so I know what it's like to not get a good night's sleep. 
Um, and it is crucial for the brain to function and for the whole system to function, we need to get a good night's sleep. Um, sadly, sleep pre- deprivation contributes to accidents, it contributes to uh, poor work performance, to irritability, to being unable just to think things through, make good decisions. There are multiple reasons why we need a good night's sleep. Mm. And uh, you're right, Monica, it is the underpinning for mental health issues. And people, when they get a good night's sleep, it makes a huge difference to their quality of life, to their functioning. Um, There are some things you can do that will help. And maybe we probably need to spend more than one interview on this. We might look at this again if we don't get through it all. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's important to understand sleep. There are different stages of sleep, and when we go to sleep, there's a stage one where you start to um, drop off. Yeah, you can feel yourself going into that, and if anything startles you, you just wake up and then you can't get back to sleep. So it's a crucial stage, and that's where, like you were saying, Monica, sleeping on couches and different places is not conducive to even dropping off to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's something you will need to address very quickly and find a place to get a good night's rest because that dropping off that into that first stage is important. We've got about four stages, some say five, but the second stage is what they call that REM sleep where we actually do the dreaming. And when we first go to bed and we're tired, we go through from stage one, we're meant to go through two into three, which is deep, and then four, which is your deepest refreshing sleep. And there are different conditions where people don't get to stage four or if they're not well or there's all sorts of things that can interfere with going into that deeper rest stage. And that's one of the problems. Yeah, and I feel people like can, number yeah. four is a land I haven't been to for a while. <laughs> and so that we need to work on. We need to find ways of doing that. Um, and maybe what I... What we're talking about will help with that. Yeah. So getting that deeper sleep is crucial, and we usually get that initially, then we'll come out of it, and sometimes you might go to the toilet or go and have a drink and then go back to bed, and a healthy sleep cycle when you get that is to go straight back into that deep sleep and out again, and that can be like a several-hour cycle. But as you come out of sleep in the morning, you come into that particular that stage two and you can hover in there, and that's where we have the dreams and people might remember nightmares and can be very disturbing if you're stressed or you have things that are unresolved. So um, some people say I never remember my dreams, but in actual fact, we constantly have dreams. Every night, everyone will dream, but at the same time, that um, what we remember it might not be anything, but we've still been dreaming. Um, they did an interesting study where they didn't let people go into the dream state. They would wake them up as they started to go into that stage two, and they found that if you continue to do that, the person would not survive. The brain would eventually die. Wow. So that's an interesting Yeah. So, so that uh, stage two where we dream, because dreams are being able to normally resolve stress, stress release. The brain is trying to sort things. What so if your dreams are crazy? Oh, well, Talking it can for be Monica. <laughs> <laughs> not thinking for yourself not, here. Not for me at all, by any means. No, I don't have any weird stuff in my dreams. Just, just Monica no, here. <laughs> most people can have what they call crazy dreams. And when you have a lot of unresolved stress or like even like the sleep deprivation, but also the stress. And I know, Monica, you've had a stressful time last year mm-hmm. that is still affecting you. So that can be why you have those chaotic dreams. The brain is meant to refresh itself when we go to sleep. It's meant, meant to do the repair work, which is what the proteins do. They help the um, – because during the, the day we get a broken brain, basically, because wear and tear and things happen and the brain – you know, cells in the brain um, or the neurons can um, be damaged. Well, nighttime is the repair job, and that's why we need a healthy diet and the right environment to go to sleep. So getting that sleep is crucial, and there are a number of things that will affect your sleep cycle. One you've already told me is not having, sleeping on couches, not having your own bed or your own environment is important. Mm. So what sort of environment do you think you need to get a good night's sleep? Well, I've actually had, I'm having the exact opposite issue here. I've been kind of a, I'm a little bit of a nomad and I've been sleeping mm-hmm. in my rooftop tent for 
probably about okay. three months. And now I've moved yeah. into a house. I bought a brand new bed. It's a it's really nice, beautiful, like queen size bed. Everything's good. But I am like struggling to fall asleep with a roof over my head. Yeah. It's oh, weird. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. The transition yeah, to having like a normal bed is like my body's like, where is the wind? That's, Where's the moon? I'm in the same space Where's as well. Where's the stars? Yeah. And then also yeah. the, the cooler temperature. I'm really, for some reason, deeply affected by temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We Yeah, probably a lot of us would sleep better if we had that environment where we're more connected to nature. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because um, that's a very healing process. But maybe looking at windows and opening windows and, you know, having where you can actually see out if that's possible. I mean, I don't know your environment, but um, it's getting that right environment, I think, is very important. And certainly getting a comfortable bed, having a bed that you feel comfortable on is soft enough, but not so soft that, you know, that uh, you sink into it where it's uncomfortable. So it's getting that right environment is a crucial factor. That's one of the things that we need to do. So if you're not sleeping well, maybe you can check out what is my environment like? And what other things in the environment can disturb sleep? Hmm. That, that's I was actually just thinking, Monica, I didn't realize this. We're both a little bit nomadic. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Like, maybe that's why they put us on Faith FM. Yeah. There's like, these, <laughs> these people are a little bit weird. Yeah, the van life. They, they live the van life. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. going to get them on Faith FM to just normalize their experience yeah. there a little bit, just to save them. <laughs> and get free therapy alive. <laughs> they need to talk to Jennifer every week uh, just so that they can survive. So thanks, Jennifer, for, yeah. for helping us. I'm pleased to hear that. Um, Coming back to environment, what sort of environment is conducive to sleeping? So you have a look, there are lots of factors. Well, you've mentioned a few of them, which is the, the environment you're in, like being in a more nomadic environment where you've got in touch with nature was more conducive to you at this point or you got used to that. Now you have to get used to being in a house. So this is where what you think at night and going to bed and preparing yourself can help with that. Um, the room you're in, the noise, the light. Um, as we said, bed comfort. But there are other things that disturb people. You know, I find um, mothers, children, having children often don't get a good sleep because mm. they get disturbed. They're constantly vigilant of their child crying, particularly babies. And so there's um, a whole range of things. I find pets can be very disturbing. Oh. You know, I know people yeah, who don't get a good night's sleep because – um, the dog wants to go outside and so they'll, they'll wake them up and they'll get up. You know, I have a cat that wakes me up at five o'clock in the morning wanting food or wanting to go out. Um, wow. so it's, yeah, it's hard not to do that. It's hard if you've got pets and children, it's the same thing. You know, if they're not well, they'll come in and wake mum or dad up and, you know, want to, uh, want comfort. So this is where we can cope with certain amount of of broken nights, but not every night. Yeah. So if we're generally getting a good sleep and we have the odd night or two where it's not so good, it's okay. But I'm talking about people who I work with or I do, I help, who have constant insomnia and they get to a point they're up most of the night because they don't sleep. Often they don't want to go to bed or go to sleep because they have awful nightmares, particularly if they've had post-traumatic stress disorder, and then the next day they just want to sleep all day. So they reverse the cycle. Um, so we, we need to look at, and we won't probably get it all done in this session, but we need to look at how can you change that cycle. There's a whole psychology behind going to bed at night. So because you're both in now changed environments, do you, coming into the sleep cycle like the the, the sun's going down psychologically. It's like, oh, no, will I sleep tonight? Where am I sleeping? And I'm not used to it. We we talk ourselves into not having a good night's sleep. Oh, so I that's don't, interesting. Yeah. So what we think, preparing to go to bed is important and actually being able to prepare for sleep is important. So the habits and the rituals we have are important. You know, I've got a certain ritual I do and I'm just getting a bit tired and I go and do these things. I might be brushing my teeth, washing my face, uh, making sure there's food for the cat so they don't wake me up. And <laughs> things like that. 
Well, you have a specific ritual you do. Also, the light, having dull light before you go to bed, putting all the lights down, not being on computers. You see how all these things before bed can make a big difference. Computers and phones and that are a huge factor in insomnia because it stimulates the brain. That light stimulates brain function. I've been thinking about rubbing lavender petals into my eyelids, maybe to help that situation out. I use lavender oil, and I found one in the supermarket that has actually got, um, it's an oil base, but it's got lavender and chamomile. And I just rub that on my, if I'm not, you know, my brain's a bit busy, because lavender soothes the brain, and often a busy brain stops us sleeping well. Yes. We go to bed and we time we go to bed and being the brain does overtime. So we can't afford to stay in bed. Do not stay in bed more than, oh, maybe 20 minutes of max if you're not sleeping. You know, if you're tossing and turning and thinking, thinking, get up um, and there are things you can do, like write down what's bothering you or if it's like, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow, write it down, have a pad nearby, go back to bed. Well, clearly, so, clearly Jennifer, mm-hmm. we need to go over this again next week because we've run out of time we this do. week. But there's a uh, lot more to share. There's hmm. way more that needs to be shared because I need to improve my sleep same. pattern as well too. So <laughs> can you come back next week, same time, and teach us some more about sleep? Happy to do that. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We're going to listen to Thank Caleb you. and Kelsey, King of Kings, right here on Faith FM. Thanks, Jennifer. Okay. In the darkness we were weak Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the
being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.